Accelerating your fandom, this is Flash TV Talk. Welcome to Flash TV Talk, the fan podcast dedicated to news, reviews, and more for the hit CW show, The Flash. I'm Bo. And I'm Belle. Belle, man, how you doing tonight? I'm doing fantastic. I'm ready to talk some Flash and some call-in stuff and I'm, some things. I'm telling you, man. Okay, so this is interesting. Uh, I almost kind of feel like this is the podcast. This this like season finale of Flash TV Talk is the appropriate season finale of Flash TV Talk because it perfectly represents what this season has been to us, which is a total mess, like a complete and total disaster. I understand. (laughs) I'm not talking about the television show. I'm talking about this podcast right here. Yes, absolutely. This has been like the season where everything that possibly could go wrong has gone wrong. We've been hacked. We had to switch our RSS feeds. The uh, the website went down. We got the new website up, but not everybody's able to get the new episodes on Google and uh, their, their various other uh, podcast players. It's it's all over the map, but I will say this. It's appropriate because, you know, we, we finished things off here on this particular week, uh, on this particular episode of, of Flash TV Talk, looking back at what season four was. Now, as we mentioned last week, we are doing this live. In fact, this is the first time that we've ever, uh, well, not the first time that we've ever, but but the first time we've ever done a, a live call-in show from facebook.com slash Flash TV Talk. So if you are listening right now, by the way, head over to uh, Flash TV Talk. I'm sorry, facebook.com slash Flash TV Talk. Be sure to like our Facebook page because if this ends up working decently, this may be how we broadcast every single episode next season. Uh, we, we used to do broadcast every single episode in previous seasons. We did in this last past season due to just a ton of technical issues. But you know what? I've got this kind of, you know, MacGyver type setup going on right now. It seems to be working. <laughs> it, it looks like it's recording. It looks like uh, Reed's letting us know he can hear us on Facebook. Uh, and by the way, anybody who's uh, who's watching tonight, who's tuning in, be sure uh, hit us with those comments. We'd love to see those coming through on the Facebook channel. Bell, season yes. four has come and gone. We are here at the very tail end. Now, next last week, we kind of shared our, our raw and quick emotional thoughts about the season finale, where things were going based on some of the reveals. Uh, do, do you, after having kind of a week to process the season finale, how do you feel? Any, any kind of new thoughts that have uh, come your way? Uh, you know, I don't think so. I, it's, one of those things where I usually watch the season finale over at some point, uh, and I just hadn't had a chance this week. Because I, I like to watch the, the season opener and the season finale a couple times just to kind of like overall sort of grab it. And I just hadn't had a chance to watch it again. Uh, but that said, you know, there's still some interesting things to talk about. And, uh, you know, I'm still really curious about what they're going to go and what directions, you know, with the whole dawn slash Nora thing going on and but yeah you know I'm, I'm still kind of like uh, trying to wrap my head around and I gotta watch uh you know I gotta watch it again to uh finalize some stuff but uh you know so far I'm you know I'm excited about the new season I'm looking forward to it you know the, this season had its ups and downs but overall it was uh it, it was okay and uh it's, it's 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 over and we have to wait six months <laughs> but you know <laughs> that's fair I mean that's that's a good kind of overview and and you know one of the things that we'll be doing this uh this particular episode is we really want to kind of highlight some thoughts from the listeners we've uh, requested some comments and some emails that y'all have sent in that we'll be reading off this episode kind of uh, dissecting those now understand that you know while we will share our opinions you know very much kind of share the opinions of the community and while you know Bell and I, we, we get on the show. We love geeking out about it. There were some opinions out there that did not think that this was the greatest season of The Flash, so to speak. So uh, so there will be 
some of that as well, just based on some of the things we, we've got coming in. First up, we actually do have an email that was sent in to us by uh, Christy Mitchell. Bell, what did Christy have to say? Well, uh, Christy writes, do you guys feel that the villains have been getting worse as we move through the seasons? Reverse Flash in season one was perfect for me. He had a solid, well-defined motivation, uh, and he was a formidable foe for Barry. Zoom in season two was a formidable foe, but his motivations were shaky at best. Savitar in season three was just a mess that I still can't quite wrap my brain around with all the time travel. (laughs) I think making him the evil version of Barry was a mistake. Uh, I thought DeVoe was going to be interesting, but Team Flash let him kill 12 people until it became so overpowered that the only way to beat him was through his brain. I did enjoy that aspect of the finale, but it was too little too late. Also, his plan to make everyone dumb was quite literally dumb. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, so that that is somewhat par for the course uh, in terms of like, you know, they, they kind of build up what the grand finale, what kind of the evil machinations are going to be until you actually get to the end. And then it's like, oh, okay, it was just a race around a thing. Or, oh, it was, you know, I, I will say this, for, for all the criticisms that, that I've seen people throw at uh, Savitar, in the end, I thought his, like, his reason for being in terms of solidifying his existence was probably, you know, I mean, he and Eobard definitely had the two most legitimate, right? Uh, yeah, I, I, I would say so. Yeah, but there's things about Savitar that are just kind of interesting, right? Because it's like, okay, you know, Barry, you're not supposed to mess with time, but I figured like a Barry where his iris is dead, he might mess with time, and so he'd be like some kind of like weird... I don't know. It's yeah. Yeah. But definitely his motivations. I, I, I could see they're uh, better or most more so than zoom, you know, cause zoom is just kind of like, I'm a crazy guy who doesn't like the flash. Yeah. All, all things considered, I would say that actually the villains as the seasons as a whole tend to age pretty well. Like I find that I look back at season two and kind of the criticisms I had at the time, you know, uh, the fact that they, what they did with zoom being the, what, you know, earth Two flash like that, the way that that planned out. We I'm, all know, Bo, you hate that. You yeah. Hate okay. Characterization of Jay Gary. <laughs> yes. Yes. That is, that is. And, and I, I, I don't like it as well. I think, you know, it, that felt like a mid season rewrite to me, but, uh, uh, you know, and that's what I honestly think it was. And, and all that considered, you know, it still turned out to be, you know, okay, I guess. No, I mean, I, I thought, I thought, uh, in, in the end, you're right. It was, it was okay. And they did make zoom terrifying. And oh, for sure. I would say that they, physically made zoom terrifying. They created a lore around Savitar. And even once like the mask comes off, he was even more terrifying because of the fact that we know he's this, you know, time remnant of Barry. Uh, Eobard was, you know, terrifying from the, from the beginning to the end before you even knew who he was with DeVoe. I feel like they established him as terrifying before really establishing him as terrifying. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I will never forget that scene from this season where, you know, Eobard meets DeVoe and he's like, oh man, I'm a huge fan. Like that was, that was one of the best moments of the season. And it kind of lifted up who this villain could slash should be. And then we never really got the payoff up until the penultimate episode where we see him do that, you know, hallway fight sequence, which was amazing. Yes, he was a little OP, but at the same time, shouldn't he be? He's fighting the Flash, right? Well, yes, but I mean, again, though, it's one of those things where, like, you know, uh, uh, Thinker didn't outsmart Barry more so than he just kind of thought of a plan to do something. And, you know, using the meta powers and stuff to fight Barry is still not him using his his smarts, I guess. And so, like, I was expecting kind of a battle of the mind sort of thing to happen. Uh, and so I, I don't necessarily agree with with that being super dumb i mean it, that that's kind of how i thought the season was going to wind up where they're going to fight in inside the thinker's brain in some sort of like 
you know, weird brain battle. But him going through and collecting all these powers and stuff like that, I, I think it, it sort of lessened that whole I'm a superior mind kind of thing. And so as opposed to him just being like a person with MLS who his only strength is his mind, we got to give him these powers and stuff. Uh, so that he can fight the Flash. I just think it would have been a, a cooler thing in a, in a more powerful villain had he not had those powers and was still able to defeat the Flash. You know what I'm saying? No, I, I definitely hear you on that. We also uh, got from uh, Natalie Allen tuning in live tonight. Says, I liked most of this season's episodes with the exceptions of a few like Girls' Night and Subject 9. For me, anything that was uh, heavy of one particular character was not exactly my favorite. And there were quite a few of those episodes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's this character's name? It's uh, Smalf Hibney. I, 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 you know, it, it escapes me. It escapes me. I, I, I can't think of it at the moment. But uh, well, he's back. He's back forever. What? We'll see. We'll see. I mean, I, I know I've seen the reports and everything else, and the interviews that say he's coming back as a season regular next season. I still say the jury's out. We'll see what ends up happening. We also got Ryan O'Malley on uh, on Facebook tuning in live. Says, do you think that Harry slash Eobard is coming back? in a villainous capacity next season since Nora was upset when she saw Killer Frost and Harry in the coffee shop uh, earlier in this season. Uh, great question, Ryan. Bell, what are you thinking? You know, that's one thing I wanted to talk about, though, today, and, I, and, I, and I'm glad that that question was asked because uh, why was Dawn upset about that? Like, that's that's one thing that I don't that I, that I never really got. And so I would love to see Ebard come back in some sort of villainous context, context, especially since Harry is leaving, uh, to go back to earth too. And so, uh, you know, although I did see a quote from Tom Cavanaugh saying they're, they, they're working on another Harry for, for, for next season. So that kind of makes me unsure as to whether uh, or not he'll come back. I, you know, I mean, a lot of this is, is kind of smoke and mirrors, right? I mean, like if, if, oh, they, sure, if sure. they're going to bring him back as Eobard Thawne, much like when they first brought him on in the first place, they probably want to keep that card close to the chest. They're not exactly going to want to, you know, publicize that to, to, you know, take away from the impact. I, so I think that based on that scene that we saw with her negative emotions towards those two people, or at least people that look like those two people, um, I think, yes, I think that Caitlin is still on a villainous path. I think that we will see a return of Eobard Thawne and that he will look like Harrison Wells. He'll look the exact same way we, as he did when we last saw him on or rather from Earth X. That being said, I, you know, they haven't officially released the footage yet for what the tease of the new villain is next season. But there's a strong argument to be made that Eobard will not necessarily be the big bad of next season. Now, I think he's going to play into it. I think he's going to play, you know, very specifically into it, but I don't think that he is going to be, you know, he, he's not going to be the Savitar or the Zoom or, you know, or the DeVoe next season. Uh, I would love that to some extent, but I, I, I also can kind of appreciate the fact they want to use him somewhat sparingly, maybe have him working in the backgrounds or something of that nature. Yeah, uh, that that would be an interesting thing to see. Like, he, you know, maybe he's he's got some, you know, plans that he's working out or some things that he's doing. So he kind of pops in here and there. He's not necessarily the big bad, but he uh, uh, makes an appearance or two. That could be interesting uh, just to set up something for season six. Okay, yeah, no, I, I think that could uh, that could definitely play out. Bell, uh, we got our first caller. We got Zach on the line. Zach, what's up, brother? Oh, not much. Just chilling. How are you doing? I'm doing well. The question is, do we still have Bell? Because, of course, with yes. we... Oh, Bell is here. It's nobody nice. drink. Nobody no drink. <laughs> Just this yet. Just this yet. <laughs> Zach, man, welcome to Flash TV Talk. How are you doing tonight? 
I am great. How are you guys? Doing good, man. Sounding good. Nice uh, professional audio I'm hearing on your end. Yeah, man. I got uh, got a new mic on my end, so testing it out. Oh, very cool. What did you think overall this uh, this season of The Flash? Um, I definitely agree with you. It's the uh, it's the last Jedi of uh, Flash, isn't it? Um, <laughs> it's very divisive, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Trying to talk to other people that watch the the show, it's it's pretty interesting. Uh, but I thought it was, I thought it was decent. Uh, not as great as what we got in the past, but definitely not. It's not something I hate, and it's definitely not something that I'm just gonna be like, oh, I'm done watching the show now. Uh, I still love it. Um, but yeah, I think that the DeVoe uh, villain was kind of hit and miss. Yeah, look, I, I love the, you know the comparison of Last Jedi and the divisive nature of it. Uh, it makes a lot of sense. You know, I think about that movie. There's some of my favorite moments in that movie in the entire franchise, and then there's just stuff that really just didn't work. And in many respects, this season's the same way. This season had some of my favorite moments in the entire franchise and the entire uh, series that we've gotten thus far. But yeah, there's some stuff that really didn't work. Um, what what for you, Zach? What what would you say were some of your kind of uh, high end moments from this season? Oh, man, I think the biggest part was when DeVoe was just showing off all of his powers that he got from all the other mm. bus metas. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, that was like, you know, going back to <laughs> Last Jedi is the, you know, that final fight scene um, between Ray, Kylo and the uh, the guards. Like just that whole DeVoe sequence of him just going through and just flexing on all those uh, on all those guys was pretty sweet. So I really enjoyed that. Dude, with the music and everything. Bell, what about you, man? What would you say is one of your highest points? Uh, let's see here. As far as DeVoe, uh, his character is concerned, I, you know, I, I'm torn because I, I did think that, you know, their equivalent hallway scene was pretty neat. And I had mentioned earlier episodes where I wanted to see him finally utilize all of his powers and he did, but I still think the earlier episodes of DeVoe where, uh, uh, you just see his like intelligence when, uh, as far as like the trial and stuff goes, uh, where like, you know, no matter what Barry's trying to do, DeVoe has outthought him. And so he's always like five steps ahead of Barry. And, uh, it's not necessarily a, 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 a thing in particular, but like those earlier episodes where we get to see DeVoe and how smart he is, where he's outsmarting Barry and stuff, I thought was, uh, was, a, was a highlight for me for sure. Yeah, man. All right. So Zach, uh, you know, what are you thinking? I mean, like, you know, do you have kind of some big takeaways, things that, that was set up this season that you're looking forward to in season five? Uh, I think the killer frost that the second to last episode really intrigued me on what her new origin story is going to be. So that I think was most intriguing for me this whole season. Yeah. Right. Do you have some speculation there? Um, so I think that I know it might be a uh, unpopular opinion, but I think that Eobard had something to do with it. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So, okay. So you so think... we know that he went back in time. And so we know that he, or that he was stuck in that time period. So it makes sense that he was there. And so him knowing, uh, from his future self, knowing that, that Barry is such cl- is so close to Caitlin. What if like his whole, plan is to create this uh this metahuman that in the end i still think that we're going to get um a longer killer frost as a villain type of uh episode line so i think that eobard may have had something to do with her origin story which would make a lot of sense as to why nora when she came to the table was upset about seeing caitlin with harry who to her would look like Eobard. Exactly. Exactly. 
Huh. Yeah. Ah, I like that. Interesting. All right. So, but I guess my question then is this, if Eobard has something to do with it in terms of her past, does that set up a line where Eobard then is involved in everybody's past? Cause that's, you know, it, it almost would feel a little derivative because that's what happened to Barry. But if he's doing right. it to every member of team flash, uh, it's still derivative, but it almost seems a little bit less der- derivative for some yeah. reason on that end. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I, I, I think that that's absolutely possible because I don't think we saw his full plan play out in season one. I think there's more to his plan uh, that, that's going to make him, uh, that's really going to set him and Barry as these arch enemies that, that uh, Eobard knows them as because Barry hasn't lived that, I don't think he's lived that timeline that Eobard himself has lived where they're, um, where one Eobard's obsessed with him and they're those they're those arch enemies. So I think that this is all part of his plan. You know, it, it is interesting because we still haven't gotten that Eobard origin story. We had that one episode where they mentioned like, oh, this is his origin story because, you know, this is his past. It's our present, that sort of thing. But the reality is it's not because that was still a version or at least a point of Eobard, uh, Eobard in the, the timeline that was after he hates Barry. So we still haven't gotten the chance to see him hate Barry, so to speak. And I, I feel like they almost have to fix a little bit. Uh, you know, all right, so there's two ways to go about this. On the one hand, they never have to tell that story because of the way that season one ended. That essentially eradicates his history and that in the sense that it'll be something we never actually see Barry personally experience. But on the other hand, he's back. And so if, exactly. they, if they bring him back in a way that restores his personal past, uh, then at some point our Barry will need to face off with him for the first time or experience him in the first time for the first time without, you know, knowing, you know, without Eobard knowing that he hates Barry. Does that, I, I, did everybody follow me True. on that one? Yeah. <laughs> so you're thinking that maybe he's going to like, going to come back as this obsessive, uh, yes. fanboy. Yes. <gasps> yeah. I gotcha. What? Ooh, yeah. What if Nora is Eobard? That, that's kind of what the story was, oh, right? Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, wait. Yeah, no. No, I'm not following you. What if she's in? No, I don't want that to be the case, Uh, but what if she was? Oh, man, that'd be crazy. I see it something kind of like a uh, 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 syndrome. Was it syndrome Incredibles kind of thing? Yeah, 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 exactly. Where, you know, maybe Barry's just having a bad day and, like, you know, he's, like, just flashed and, like, saved some people. And this guy comes up and he's like, oh, man, I want your autograph. He's like, not today, man. Just leave me alone. And he's like, that Barry guy or, you know, <laughs> that Flash guy is a jerk. And it's just like one simple thing like that. Like he spills coffee on like his suede shoes accidentally. And yeah. that sets off Eobard. <laughs> it, it would be one really day cool. I'm going to be the Flash and I'm going to be better. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it would be really cool if we actually did see him, you know, wearing a new face, essentially like somebody that we'd never seen before. And then we find out later on into the season that this is actually... You know, the, this is actually Eobard Thawne, the, the pre-Eobard that we, we know and love, the pre-even, you know, H.G. Eobard that we know and love. Wouldn't uh, that suck if he killed, uh, if he killed Nora? Oh, <laughs> no, don't you dare. <laughs> don't you dare, man. We just got Barry and Iris' kid. Don't, don't kill that kid. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm like you fully on board, man. I'm fully on board for their storyline. Well, Zach, man, uh, glad to have you on the show. Thanks so much for uh, for joining us. Uh, you got you got anything in the works you'd like to to share with the folks? Yeah, I think that that you've kind of been talking about it quite a bit. Now, I guess we can put a a voice to the to it all. But I'm currently working on developing Star Wars TV talk. What? 
Oh, yeah, somebody. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Mickey Mouse certainly is. Be careful. You yeah, got to be right. careful with that. Uh, got to be yeah, careful with that. So I'll, I'll, I'll try to uh, avoid all the legalities with that. So hopefully that uh, hopefully we can keep it going. But yeah, it'll be covering the live action show coming up and possibly the animated series that's coming soon Ooh, as well. Oh, man. Well, hey, can, I, I got to ask you this question, though. So, so while we got you on, can, can me and Bell... Can, can we talk about Star Wars TV with you? Oh, absolutely. All right. Awesome, man. Yeah. We'll be definitely looking forward to that. That's going to be a blast. Yeah. So check that out. Yeah, the honor uh, will be mine. StarWarsTVTalk.com. Is that correct? That is correct. All right. StarWarsTVTalk.com. Be sure to check that out for more information about that upcoming podcast. Uh, get, get yourselves ready. Uh, you know, a lot, lot, of good, lot of good Star Wars stuff in the works. So, Zach, thanks so much for coming on, and we'll talk to you soon, brother. Yeah, thank you, guys. All right, let's see if I can actually drop Zach from the call without dropping Bell. Nope, dropped Bell. Everybody drink. <laughs> and for those who've never tuned in for a live show, this is what happens. Whenever we lose Bell in the process, everybody takes a shot. And so um, if you are of drinking age, have a little something. Be sure to enjoy that. All right, we got Bell back. Bell? Bell? No, maybe we don't have Bell back. Oh, man, this isn't good. Bell? All right, so we don't have Bell back. Uh, <laughs> all right, we're gonna we're gonna drop him off right there. All right, so let's see. Um, you know, this is actually uh, this this is actually kind of cool. So right now, I'm sitting in the studio uh, in in Pottery Studios uh, with a special guest, uh, someone who is about to have to get a little uncomfortable because we're gonna have to share a mic which means you have to come around this side over here. Uh, but yeah, no, this is, this, is, uh, this is awesome. So joining me right now in studio, ladies and gentlemen, he is the musician at large uh, who uh, has produced and created our theme song as well as several rock ballads, uh, the, the Flash TV Talk Revenge uh, rock ballad as well. What, what was that one called? Flash TV Battle Hymn, I believe. Yeah, the Battle Hymn or something of that nature. Ladies and gentlemen, Charlie Bach. Hey, everybody. All right, Charlie, man. So great to actually have you in the studio. I know this is exactly what you were imagining, you and I being very close up to a microphone. Uh, but this is, uh, you know, behind this, this is, this is how the magic is made. Yeah, I'm very uncomfortable right now. Uh, that's good. That's good. So this season, Charlie, man, what'd you think? Yeah, I liked it. I, you know, I agree with, with both of you guys um, and most everyone else. It seems like, uh, it seems like uh, we didn't get the payoff that we really should have with DeVoe. Um, it seemed like... Uh, I was expecting him to be a lot more menacing in terms of his actual thinking capabilities, and he was. You know, throughout the throughout the series, he uh, or throughout the season, he was able to, you know, outsmart them at every turn. And but that seemed, you know, in the end, it just seemed like he was much more of a a powered person versus versus a thinker you know uh, it's true i mean he did he definitely had uh he definitely did have uh you know some some thinking plans in in the works and you know i, mean, I think i mentioned this last episode or maybe the one before but he reminded me actually a lot of a a hulk villain uh the, the master is that I'm, I'm blanking on the name actually at the moment but kind of this desire to dumb down everybody else even though they have this incredible intelligence um you know it, it 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 was an interesting arc to take DeVoe on. I have a feeling he'll be back, though. I mean, do you think that we'll see DeVoe in kind of a bigger, or at least a little bit more of a menacing role, albeit somewhat more sub subdued? I mean, it, it, I think it'd be neat, because I think they probably could have done more with him this season. But uh, um, I, I kind of wanted to ask, you know, maybe y'all can fill me in on this, but was it weird to y'all that 
and I said y'all because I'm a from Mississippi here too. But was it weird to you guys to see that um, at, at the end when he sort of became the chair, you know, he came, he resurrected as the chair. Did that not seem like that was him just sort of, I, I, you know, I don't know where I'm going with this, but I think I was confused when when he predicted that he would not be around to see the fruition of of the enlightening. I know. I mean, it's the it's the problem with all you know, psychic S characters that, that ultimately end up getting destroyed. It's like, you, you didn't see that coming, but at the same time, um, you know, the idea of him being resurrected in the chair makes a lot of sense. If you think about him going from body to body, like he's been, you know, quote unquote, mentally jumping from body to body by having his mind overwrite somebody else's brain. So theoretically speaking, the same him that was inside of Dibney is now accurately inside the chair and somewhat ironically, because of course he was all anti-machinery and everything else. And now he basically is machinery, uh, a holographic project projection of his mental self. I, yeah, I, I could see that it was not to, not to harp on anything, but I, I still enjoyed the season. I thought it was, thought it was pretty neat. Well, now Charlie, of course you are a, uh, a musician extraordinaire. Uh, what you, what you got in the works, man? You're always kind of cooking up some sort of, uh, you latch onto something and then you'll like really dive into it and then create this epic rock ballad about it. So you got anything going on right now? I have a nine month old, as you know, which has all but stopped, <laughs> stopped my progress on music. But, uh, as I may or may not have mentioned to Bell and the guys at Legends TV talk, I'm trying to work on some more stuff for them for that podcast. I think, uh, I think that there's some some neat opportunities in the with the legends of tomorrow theme song, and I'm sort of trying to work through something with that. But we'll we'll see what the, what that turns out. Man, we got the DC TV talk uh, rock opera going on right now with Charlie Bach. Man, thanks so much for coming on the show and just for all that you do for uh, for for us and and for the the rest of the podcast at large. Definitely, man. Thanks for having me. We've also got some uh, feedback this episode, man. We've been uh, sharing some uh, some uh, comments, some emails. We've also been sharing some comments from the live show. Uh, we also got some uh, some thoughts from the the Reddit community, the uh, the subreddit uh, group. Now, of course, uh, if you if you never check that out, go to reddit.com slash or r slash flash tv. Uh, and this actually comes from those groups over there. Now, Bell, uh, what 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 do we got over there from the Reddit community? All right. Uh, DLC five is real three on Reddit uh, wrote season four B was horrendous, almost worse than season three. And season three is the worst season of any comic book show. The villain is horrendous. The storytelling is horrendous. The cinematography is fan film level crap. The acting is shallow, too much filler. The world and characters are shallow. Season three is hard to pass in the category of horribleness, but season four almost came close. Gotham absolutely demolished, swept away like an F5 tornado flash season four. And that's sad. I want speedster villains back, time travel back and multiverse stuff. And the stuff they're doing now is just boring and unoriginal. The flash season one was unique and original and something that I never saw before in my life. And that's one of the reasons I love it so much. It opened up this whole new world of time travel in the multiverse that I didn't know uh, existed before then. Man, Reddit, of course, holding no, uh, no, no punches. We also have, uh, let's see, Colonial611, who says, we need a speedster villain back. Barry is too overpowered for any other villain to be a threat. So kind of a theme going on there, man. I, I, I gotta say, I do agree, maybe not necessarily with the, uh, you know, I, 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 I would not throw this season completely out because I, I do uh, very much enjoy a lot that came from it. But I, I, do, I, I do agree with the idea that, yeah, there's nothing wrong with the speedsters. I never had the speedster fatigue that other people profess to have after season three. 
Yeah, you know, I, I didn't really either, but even still, I was still kind of excited to see The Thinker. But again, like, I wanted The Thinker to beat Barry without powers. Like, I think that's what's that that would have been compelling and remarkable to see. Not The Thinker accumulate so many powers that he's nigh unstoppable, but someone without powers kind of like it's that's why Captain Cold was so intriguing, right? It's because Captain Cold was just a dude with a gun and he was able to best the flash. Right. And so that's that's what's really compelling about his character. I, you know, a thinker, just just a, a, a guy in a wheelchair who's super smart, who was able to beat the flash like that would have been really, really neat. And then, of course, he gets all the powers and stuff like that, which was cool in and of itself. But it's it's not exactly how I, I had anticipated they would have gone with it. And so, yeah, you know, I, I wouldn't mind seeing speedster villains back. It's kind of nice to, uh, you know, that way you can't, you know, well, why doesn't flash just run really fast and like solve everything <laughs> in a split second? You know, <laughs> right. But yeah, you're, you're harping in on something I think that is kind of, kind of a challenge, maybe something I would argue of a problem for this era of TV, of superhero TV, uh, at least on on a kind of a network basis. And that's that it, it seems like within the Arrowverse, DC TV, multiverse, whatever you want to call it, there's a challenge to try to figure out what to do with non-powered characters. Like the non-powered characters don't necessarily end up having the more compelling stories. And, and the focus ends up being, you know, it's almost as if you don't have, you know, a superpower, then you are not empowered in any way in, in the story. And therefore they kind of try to, to put you in roles that you don't necessarily fit. Um, you know, so, you know, and we, we see this a little bit, they didn't struggle with that in the early days, but it does seem like they've kind of struggled with that today. We've seen that on arrow. We've seen that on flash. Um, you know, basically the characters that are the most human end up becoming super in some way. Uh, and to the extent where the entire you know, cast ends up being a superhero of some sort. And I don't think that's necessary. In many respects, a lot of times the the human characters can be the most compelling and can be the ones that really ground the story overall. And so I think having actual human characters rather than kind of putting them off to the side like Joe or trying to kind of thrust them into the middle of the action like they've done with characters like Felicity, maybe just let them be human and let them be our window and let them be kind of the characters that we can kind of connect to on, on a more human level. Uh, you know, this is a criticism that was thrown a lot around for, uh, for Iris this season and, and in seasons uh, prior. Jeremy on the live show in the live chat, he's saying, uh, my wife wants to know if you guys like Iris because she doesn't. And what are your feelings about the show making Barry dumb so that Iris can be quote smart? Uh, I don't know that that, I don't know that I necessarily agree with that kind of last bit. I don't know that Barry is dumb and I wouldn't say that he's been dumbed down to make Iris smart or anything like that. But I will say that, you know, Iris, it seemed like this season, they at the tail end kind of led her back. Like they kind of set it up so that she was going to go back to more of her kind of, uh, traditional comic book origins of being more of an investigative you know, journalist and kind of allowing there to be a character that can kind of connect the team with the outside world. And then, I don't know. She kind of went back and forth. Like she was back to, to leading the team and then, then she's not, and then she is, and then she's not. And I guess that's what happens when you have kind of a lot of writers trying to tie up the story and maybe some people didn't get the memo. I don't know. I, I, who knows where we're going to see her next season? Well, yeah, that's, that's interesting though. It's like, I, I, I see what you're saying, but, uh, it seems to me that, that Barry, maybe not dumbed down to make Iris look smarter, but his intellect has kind of been, well, he's been, he's been side, benched. Right? Like this is, this is the thing. It's not, it's not Iris. It's, it's, it's Dibney right. more than anybody else. But I mean, like to some extent, like this season, it seems like it's been more about like benching Barry so that we can lift up Dibney 
You know what I mean? Like it's been kind of the, the elongated man show this last past season. And, yeah, uh, yeah. and everybody. And so when you actually get the chance, which we didn't get enough chance for, um, Iris to really have a compelling story or for Caitlin to have any story whatsoever or say Cisco to have any story whatsoever or Harry, you know, we only got a Harry story at the very tail end. So like all of these characters ended up taking a, a side, you know, a, a side seat, uh, you know, being benched to some extent. And so that once we got a chance to kind of focus on the side characters, well, we can't treat Barry like he's a side character. So Barry just ends up being in the backgrounds for the entire season. Mostly not, not, not whole, not holistically, but, but definitely mostly. But I mean like Barry, the detective, Barry, the smart guy has definitely been benched since the first season for sure. Yeah. I mean, since the first episode. Yeah. 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 Since the pilot really. And uh, like that's that's the kind of thing that I was, you know, that's one thing I was excited about with Dibney is maybe we'll see some sort of detective work between Barry and Dibney uh, or with Iris going back to the blogging is maybe we'll see her sort of like, you know, investigate some stuff and be like, hey, Barry, I was snooping around and I found this info about the big bad guy or, you know, about this lead on this on this, you know, meta that we're looking for, like see, you know, her go into that role with Barry and they can both kind of like, you know, investigate to give journalism stuff. What does what he say in Zoolander? Invest- <laughs> investigatory journalism. Yeah, invest- investigatory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I want to see some investigatory journalism and uh, some investigations with uh, with with Barry, you know, like show, like, yes, he's a speedster and speedsters cool. And like it's got great visual effects and great fight scenes. But like there's there's he's also a really good detective. And, uh, you know, I know I know uh, my my co-host on Legends, uh, Will, we've talked about this a lot where, you know, Dibney uh, is, is a real good detective as well. And there's a lot of good comic book stories that utilize that that, you know, P.I. instinct. And, you know, I was kind of hoping to see some of that this season. And we never really did. Uh, but, yeah, so I don't know, may, maybe maybe. With Iris becoming a blogger again and, and uh, you know, some we'll see some of that pop up a little bit more. You know, all right. So I'm, I'm hopeful for next season with Barry and Iris specifically because I would actually like to see them have more stories that are kind of true to who their characters are. And I think the idea of Dawn coming into the picture opens up a lot of unique stories that I'm really excited for. I mean, to, to be honest, you know, I mean, the, I'll put it this way. There's a reason I'm a sucker for like, you know, the, the father daughter stuff, you know, as, as a father myself, like, like that, that, that really gets me excited to see where they, um, you know, take, take those characters. I remember, you know, actually, um, I, my wife and I were out to, to lunch a while back and I, uh, and you know, our, our, our kids were in school and our, our waitress had the same name as our oldest daughter what if this is her from the future? Like, what if she's like, I, and I, I think this was, I can't even remember if this was like before or after Dawn, uh, popped up on, uh, I'm sorry, not Dawn, uh, Nora popped up. I, we're going to call her Dawn for a little while guys. That's <laughs> yes, just, gonna, just give us a minute. Yeah. Let it sink in. That's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna be the, I love that it's Nora, like the mechanic engineer thing, you know, <laughs> exactly. I love that it's Nora, but, but it is going to be difficult to break that, uh, break that habit. But yeah, no, but th- I think this was before we saw Nora pop up, but it might've been around that same time. Time. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, what if this is our daughter? And then I was thinking like, what if I met like our child from the future? Like, wait, what, what would that be? I'd have so many questions for her. She'd have so many questions for me. You know, it'd be, it'd be amazing. And so I'm really, really stoked about where they're going to uh, take them next season. And given the way that we've seen Iris and Nora kind of interact, uh, there's probably some sort of tension there. Maybe Iris is dead uh, in the future, I don't know. Yeah, We've gotten that story that. before, so probably not that. It'll be it'll no, be interesting. It's going to be her twin brother. Her twin brother is going to be in trouble, and she's going to do something that she's like, I messed up, and that's why she's going back in time. I that's a good prediction. I mean, it's it's definitely a good pr- prediction. 
Uh, but but your boy Will's trying to call in. Should, should we should we should we add Will to this? He's he wants to get in so I, bad. I did just mention him, and and you know we do have some uh, some some things to say about the whole detective part. So yeah, it, it'll be fun. And plus, he loves Ralph, so we can team up on you. Yeah, I saw him uh, making his comments <laughs> with his "I love Ralph," and I'm like, yeah, you would, Will. You would. All right, well, Maybe he'll can convert you. I don't know. I, I highly highly doubt that. But uh, joining us now, ladies and gentlemen, all the way from the timeline. Mr. Will Benson. Will. Hello, hello. How you doing, buddy? Well, hey, 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 brother Matt. How are we doing? Man, glad to have hey, you on man. the show, even though we know that you're about to come on and talk about Dibney. Who's that? All right, that's fine. Oh, come on. No, that's good. No, that's, <laughs> Will, you can stay. You can stay, buddy. <laughs> man, this season, Dibney notwithstanding, what, was, uh, what were some of your favorite parts from this season? Well, it's hard to beat Earth-X. It was hard to oh, guys my gosh. crossover. Yes, the best crossover in the entire series. Yes. Yeah. And, and I mean, it even got my fiance involved. She she's now a Flash fan. We're trying to slog through season two together and it it's a challenge. But season one, she was all on board. <laughs> yeah, right. Because season one's great TV. Just just hands it down. really is. So I'm thinking about picking and choosing season two episodes, but she's totally in. And then I was just listening to you guys and she heard about Nora. Uh, or Dawn or whatever we're calling her this we're, week. We're calling her Nora. I, we're calling her Nora. We are calling her Dawn accidentally, but yes, yes, it is. Yeah. Let's let's get it right. It is Nora. And she's like, wait, what? Is that a spoiler? I'm like, no, no spoiler. Uh, you, you go away. <laughs> That's a tremendous spoiler. Um, I'd say my bad, but I mean, this is Flash TV Talk season four in review show. I kind of feel like, I you know, know, buyer beware. Well, I should have had it on headphones. That was my, that was my bad. So, yeah, and I do. I like, I like the there's a part of me that really likes the, the possibilities of Nora. And then there's the other side of me. That's like, damn it. You guys, you got me with flashpoint. You kind of got me with Dibney. Like you get excited, you get me excited. And then you find a way to pull defeat from the jaws well, of victory. Like nobody I've ever met. Well, hang on, hang on, hang on. Now this, <laughs> the difference though, is that Nora, while obviously, you know, to some extent likely to be inspired by Don Allen, uh, and Don, so. and and you know, based on the fact that she did deliver the line at the end of the at the end of the season, likely to be inspired in some parts by Bart. So like there there is a right. lot of inspiration that they're likely going to pull into who this character is. However, she is a new character entirely. She is a Harrison right. Wells esque character, and we've loved what they've done with the concept and the character of Harrison Wells. So from that standpoint, I could easily see Dawn being, you know, very rewarding because we don't really go into this with much preconceived notions about what her story arc should be, right? Right. Well, I'm with you on one regard that I listened last week was the twin brother thing. I Or was it Belle? It might have been Belle and I because, you know, we have that thing going. But <laughs> where where she has a twin brother, his name is probably Joe, and, you know, either that or you know, by coming back and saving her dad at the last moment, she might have back to the future herself. And like by maybe somehow because Barry wasn't going to die, but it was going to find a way to make Nora happen from the results of that. And by helping Barry and keeping him from having any injury, she's like, oops, you know, interesting. (laughs) Well, sorry. So I've seen a lot of discussion around this idea that basically, you know, Iris must be pregnant with Nora at this very moment because Barry would have died if, if she hadn't gotten involved. I don't, right. I don't subscribe to that, that theory. I don't think Barry would have died had he done this on his own 
because they really didn't make that a big, like that would have been a bigger plot point. Like they, they kind of right. hinted that like, Oh, what if, but it wasn't like right. the, Oh my gosh, you are totally going to die. This is a self-sacrificial thing. This is, you know, your, your time remnant sacrificing himself for all eternity or this, this isn't anything like that. This was legitimately very, you know, probably going to come out pretty, pretty, very badly burnt. You know, I'm not dead, but I'm very right. badly burnt. <laughs> like that, that would have been Barry. And so she saved her dad from some, you know, probably some, you know, third degree burns or something of that talk nature. Can about that for a second though? Uh, that Austin was... Powers? <laughs> yes. Let, let's Austin Powers TV talk this right quick. Do I really have to th- ask you three times? <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll, we'll pull a, uh, a Legends TV talk and just talk about some completely off topic thing for about Exactly. And then go back to the show. Uh, no, no, no. Like what I want to talk about specifically is how uh, the scene where she does save her dad and how they did it, right? They reversed they they played it in reverse, like reverse time mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah, they did. It's not they they they've not done that with time travel before. Like they've not presented it in that way, right? Uh, which which was interesting. So like, does that mean something? Is there something unique about the way they uh, showed that he's going that something is causing them to go back in time, or or is that just a just a neat visual effect? Is that all that is? I think for me, from my interpretation, I interpreted that as that was the producers telling us, okay. Here's the thing. This is how it was originally supposed to happen. And look, time got changed. She came and changed time in the last minute and ran backwards and circled the earth backwards and made it turn backwards and then <laughs> circled right and made it right again. Yeah, my thinking was that, you know, she probably did present prevent him from getting injured that may have resulted in some change like when I say like, you know, back to the future herself, some massive change to the timeline that, you know, him being injured was going to do i mean obviously 2025 barry still has to die in the crisis i got so, it i know you, wait no never mind oh. yeah no you're right we need you, you screwed up my theory by saying 2025 barry has to die in the crisis <laughs> oh <laughs> i was going to say that perhaps uh the flash retired after knocking the satellite out of the sky because of his injuries or something like that or or the severity of like the whatever happened and but then that that wouldn't make sense because he wouldn't be there for 2025 Actually, it would because he might have been in retirement until 2025. And then so he just, oh, no, there's a crisis. The Flash has to come back. Yes. And I'm 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 all broken and shattered. And so that's why I disappear. Right. And then so Dawn coming back to help her dad is like, cool. But the only reason she's there is because he retired and they started a family. Right. Here, here's my deal. Here's my deal. So so did Barry, given the way that Barry's tied to the speed force, like we saw as an audience, the reversal but did Barry experience it? Like, did he, does he know that she had an impact? Like he didn't necessarily mention so. it. Interesting. Cause you know, you know what would happen, right? If, if Barry actually like was aware of that, was aware, like, Hey, I think our daughter just came back and reverse time. You know, you know what he'd go and he'd tell Iris, you know what he'd go and tell Iris? We're definitely naming our daughter Cher. If I could <laughs> well, I mean, right. she did turn back time, yeah. so yeah. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> All right, well, man, great, yes. great theories, man. Good, 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 good concepts going and on I, here, brother. And I do hope Ralph stick around, and I hope that he becomes the Dibney of you know that we know. So there. <laughs> uh, I I don't 
care for that to happen because if that does happen, it would require some major reworking of his character, which would require some major screen time. And we've had enough of that from him. And that's kind of where I fall on that. Uh, you know, we actually, I think it was uh, Natalie in the chat who, who's asking you to, to justify uh, Dibney. Why, why will right. in, in your final moments here, why, why, why Ralph? Why Ralph? Well, because I've always loved Ralph. So, and I think because if they can bring Sue in, I think Ralph doesn't work without Sue. And then, they're just the heart of the DCU. When Sue is next to Ralph, the two of them together, the way that the, at least the way it's always been portrayed in the comics, the two of them together are just really good. They are the heart and soul of DCU. There's a reason she was used in Identity Crisis. And I've always been a fan of them since Justice League Detroit. And I even went back and reread some of the old Silver Age Justice League. But then through Justice League Europe and all the various stuff, Ralph and Sue were great. And, you know, I think the fact that he was dead sort of i think that's going to change they can change him without going through the seven months of exposition leading up to it you know they could just be like yeah he had a near-death experience and look at him now you know all right all right yeah and again i want to see the detective stuff i want to see barry and him become detectives again and and you know i know it's going to be another speedster probably in season four i think you're right it's it's going to be eobard and it's going to be wells eobard and which is great but you know, I just hope they find some way to bring it back to, you know, Barry doing his thing as a CSI and Ralph doing his thing as PI and, mm-hmm. you know, all that stuff and making his nose twitch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I hope I hope that happens, too. And I hope it happens on Legends of Tomorrow. People can check out, of course, <laughs> Legends TV Talk. Big ups to Will. Thanks for joining us tonight, brother. Thank you, brother. Have a good one. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we got Ryan joining us. Ryan, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Season four has come and gone. Some of your thoughts. Uh, honestly, I loved, loved, loved uh, Enter Flash Time. I think that was easily oh one of the gosh. best oh, for sure. episodes yes. of TV ever, if not for the Flash, but like for all TV. Dude, yeah. like <laughs> such an interesting concept and like executed so perfectly. I know. Beyond excellent. It oh, opens yeah. up to a new kind of use of, I mean, it's not necessarily a new power per se, but a new use of Barry's powers that we've already seen reoccurring with the, you know, the end of this season. And the cool thing was that like the way that it was used at the end of the season, like it didn't, it wasn't forced, you know, it's just kind of like, Oh, we, we can showcase this again. So let's do it. But it's not like, Oh, we have to create this new power specifically because of this threat in the future. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I guess my problem with it is, how are they going to explain it to where he doesn't just use flash time? Because if he could just pause time and just fix all problems instantly, why does he just not do that? I mean, I think it comes down to being aware, right? Like he was aware that the button was just pushed, so he's able to go into flash time. But if he's not, it's not like he has spider sense, so to speak. So it's not like he can predict what's about to happen. But if he knows that something's happening, then, then, you know, he can exert himself in that, that way. Um, You know, And, and also, also, like, uh, depending on the circumstance, it might be visually uninteresting just to see Barry, like, walking around, like, picking guns out of people's hands. You know, it's like a warehouse of 50 people about to pull the trigger, and he's just, like, walking around, okay, grab this guy's gun, go put it in the corner, get this guy's gun. Because, <laughs> you know, in the show, we see him zoom around the room, and all the guns are gone. And so, like, you know, <laughs> it doesn't we, – we, we just need to see that bit. We don't necessarily have to see him, like, stop and, uh, and collect them all. But, like, you know, from his point of view, it's basically the same, but we just don't see the flash time because – they just speed it up. But, uh, but you're right though. It it is, you know, it's a very powerful tool. And so you got to be careful with those kind of tools because then you lead to those questions of, well, why didn't he just use flash time and (laughs) fix everything? Right. 
You know, I I could actually see them returning to flash time in a, in, in a little bit of a different situation. Like maybe there's actually a villain that pulls Barry into flash time. Um, you know, I, I'm sure we made mention of it before. We may have even made mention of it on that particular episode, but there was an episode of, uh, the justice league animated series in which all of the justice league characters, at least most of them kind of, we, we experience what their nightmares are. And for the flash, it's essentially getting locked in flash time. It's the rest of the world stopping and him being trapped alone in the world that is not moving. You know, he, he's moving at normal place in space and the rest of the world is just frozen in time. And so it could be kind of neat to have a speedster or someone with the ability to control or, 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 you know, uh, influence speedsters to put Barry in flash time and essentially lock him in there. Um, that'd be neat. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they could even like lock him in there with other speedsters. Like, let's say that there was somebody who was going around and hunting speedsters, right? Maybe they could even do something to the extent of like finding all of these speedsters from time. So Savitar, Zoom, uh, Eobard, like all of these speedsters that Barry has faced and locking them all together in speed time so that they have to work together. And they're all from different points in the timeline, right? So it's, you, you can have actually a legitimate Savitar, you can have a le- legitimate Eobard, you can have a legitimate uh, Zoom and, and actually have them kind of working together to return to normal time so that in they can also return to their normal timelines. That would be awesome. That would be incredible. Well, Ryan, what do you, what do you think about this to use, uh, to use flashpoint where he's stuck in the flash or flash time, rather he's stuck in flash time, witnessing one of his friends being like killed or something like that or tortured. And he has no way to intervene. I think that could be an interesting use as well. True. Uh-huh. But then I guess my question is, is he going to go back in time? Cause I guess the whole thing is now that Nora's gone back in time, is he like going to revisit his time travel opinions? Oh, yeah. Well, so that's the thing, right? So we saw her literally impact time. That was the whole rewind, share, turn back time thing. So like we know that she is using this. I don't think that that was the screw up. Some people do. Other people, you know, I'm, I'm one of the people that don't think that that was the actual screw up, which means that she is fairly liberally using time travel in a way that like harkens back to earlier seasons of Barry Allen. So it very well may may be the case that she will be kind of the, I don't want to say speedster villain, but perhaps like the speedster that they have to kind of deal with (laughs) the speedster who has caused a lot of problems with the timeline. Yeah. But then I guess the question is, what are they going to do? Are they just going to do the same things they were doing with Wally and just kind of like sidelining her? No, they can't. They they kind of explain time travel. They can't do that because she's, she's, she's their daughter. I mean, Wally was the brother yeah, they, they screwed over Wally. They need to fix that. But they're fixing yeah. it on Legends. He fought a demon. Kind, kind of. And a big stuffed Next animal. Next season, we'll see what they do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bebo. Bebo is, Bebo is love. Bebo is life. What about you, Ryan? What, for, uh, for season five, what are, you, what are you most hyped for coming into next season? Uh, I'm hyped to see what they do with Nora and her character. But I'm also curious to see how they explain away Ralph. Because right now, he has hypothetically all of the powers that DeVoe had because he took over the body. So my wonder is, are they going to just ditch all the powers that he has and kind of like OMG science it away by just saying that since he took the body back, it's body and just, he no longer has the other powers. So I'm curious to see if they give Ralph all the powers ever. Oh man. Uh, what, what do you, uh, what is, what's the over under on that? Just ending up in the cutting room floor and never being addressed again. 
Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think I think that I think all those powers are going the same place as McSnurdle the turtle. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I wonder if it's one of those things where so those powers were linked to Devoe's consciousness and not to Ralph's, and since it was Ralph was the last body, Ralph's consciousness was still in there, but the powers were linked to Devoe's mind, and only his mind could unlock them. Like maybe they're dormant or something in that oh, physical vessel, yeah. and so when they pushed out Devoe, they pushed out all those powers with it. And that would make sense in terms of explaining why Ralph didn't just stop Kilgore's extrinsic powers after he like put his hand on the chair. Yeah, 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 yeah. Huh. Yeah, we'll we'll see what ends up happening there. Um, but yeah, I, I would be I'd be shocked. Like I I, I I hope and pray we'll see McSnurdle someday, but I would I would gather that the powers are, are some some there with her, <laughs> you know, but hey, you know what? They, they've they've returned to old concepts before and brought them back in. Very well may be that at the end of next season, uh, you know, they're like, oh, you have the power to do this. Just mentally figure it out. And and you, you know, you two can shut down the Internet. Now, of course, we, we did see a return of a forgotten character in the form of Gideon this season. Uh, Ryan, any thoughts about seeing Gideon back? Well, the I guess the are we? Because it, it felt like they kind of killed her off whenever the thinker went into the chamber to sink the satellites. So I guess the question is, is Gideon dead? Or is she going to come back? Oh, they'll reboot her. I mean, like, you know, it's a, it's a computer software from the future. She's fine. Yeah. Once the Kilgore effect wears off, maybe she comes back. She's like, oh, that was a really bad hangover. What did I do? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so what did I miss? Yeah, no, I, I could uh, I, I could see that. Um, I'm hoping, you know, Gideon is definitely a a character that I really want more of an origin story for, because obviously we've gotten Gideon esque AI over on Legends. Um, whether or not that's the same one is you know debatable. Uh, who knows? But we know that this Gideon says that she was created by Barry Allen. And so at some point, we need to actually see Barry, probably with Cisco help, uh, you know, create the early stages of what will eventually be Gideon. And Mahuna, oh, actually, okay, so if Nora is coming to the present because she screwed up with the timeline, she's going to need some way to manage the timeline. What if Barry and Cisco help her, like, they create a Gideon-like you know, early stage Gideon for her to be able to accurately go back and refix the timeline to send her back to the hmm. future. And then Eobard eventually gets it from her. You know what I mean? Interesting. I figured that, that it would be doing like flash forwards where it shows her original timeline. It was Barry making it there. Interesting. And then Nora like taking it back. Okay. Okay. I could see that. I could definitely see that. I'm, I'm excited to see, you know, some moments from her past, our future, uh, if, if we are able to see that. Although I would wager that she is likely from a timeline uh, that will will not exist by the end of next season. You know what I mean? Probably yeah, I see what you mean. Right now. <laughs> well, I just have a feeling that it'll be because, you know, we, we talked about it, like the way that she looked at Barry looked like was kind of this you know, daughter looking at her father, but it was also this this sense of like, well, perhaps she maybe never even knew him or you know, maybe he died at a at a very early age. Um, so maybe he died in punching the satellite out of this guy. No, he didn't. Because crisis. What what year was what year was the crisis? Twenty twenty five. All right. So how old would Barry be at that? But point? we hadn't seen that crisis newspaper in how long? Hang on. That, I mean, fair fair point. Like season two. Fair point. But let's let us let us just go based off of that, right? So if it, if he disappears in twenty twenty five, that would put uh, seven years from now. So that's seven years from now. She would have been seven years old at, at the 
at the oldest. So she would have been six to seven years old, right? So that would mean that her father disappeared and or died when she was six. Yeah. So maybe that's, you know, so maybe she's actually, maybe that's not a future that gets corrected. Maybe she is actually legitimately from the real future. Well, what I'm wondering is what if it's not Barry who goes missing that she's coming back to save, but if it's her mom, because she kind of looked at her mom like you gave me this jacket and you're kind of not around anymore. Well, and it it could. All right. So I'm going to stick with my my line of thinking here. Right. So if if Barry does die in a crisis and, and she's six at that time, maybe that actually drives a wedge between the two of them. Maybe Iris, you know, I, I can imagine actually Iris, based on what we've seen of her character, like going hardcore into like doing everything she possibly can to to do something in Barry's honor or something like that. Basically her becoming almost consumed by grief, no matter what form that takes. And it may take her away from her daughter, which may drive a wedge between the two. And so as Dawn develops these powers, now Iris also having lost Barry to the speed force or to the crisis probably is against her actually using those powers. Right. I don't know. I I could just see there being a lot of tension between the two of them. Well, I guess the problem with with our theories that we've talked about thus far is if if that's the case, then why is she just going back and observing? Because she was kind of going back to see the wedding and the coffee shop and just different people in Barry's life. You'd think that she would want to intervene if she was truly like trying to save him. Mm, So there's a theory that is actually so there's there's two there's two schools of thought on that. One is that she has been around since Earth X. Uh, and she's just been in the present since that point. The other is that we've actually experienced her experiencing our timeline as little beats. So she's jumped from points in time at various moments, uh, either doing recon or doing something, you know, who knows what. But I don't know. I, I've been of the mindset that she has been linked up with our timeline since EarthX. And that's kind of the impression I got was that she'd been here the whole time since Earth X. What do you think, Bill? Uh, yeah, that makes sense. And, and Eobard is also linked to that same thing. So there could be some, you know, we've talked about that. There could be some connection between her and Eobard. Uh, and maybe she uh, is responsible for his, you know, uh, return to the timeline, if you will. Um, yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's interesting as well. I, I still kind of think maybe it's something to do with twin brothers because we didn't have a payoff for that diaper line, right? We, we, got the, we got the, you know, this house is bitching payoff, the, not, the, not the diaper payoff. So I'm thinking it might be something to do with the twin brother is why she's coming back in time, which also may have inadvertently caused Eobard's return. And uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's a lot of stuff to go off of, but I'm, I'm looking forward to see what they're going to do. Yeah, right. same. Well, good deal. All right, well, man, any final thoughts before we let you go? Let you uh, let you go here, Ryan. Nope, just looking forward to next season. All right, brother. Well, thank you so much for joining us for the live show, and uh, yeah, looking uh, looking forward to next season as well. Have a good one. Yeah. Thanks, you guys too. All right, See you, Ryan. Uh, yeah. All right, Bell. So um, we've got uh, you know we kind of teased this up on social media, uh, you know, and we've mentioned it on on the last. Uh, several episodes. In fact, early on in the season, uh, of course, our, our podcast is made possible by the uh, generous support of people over at patreon.com slash TV talk. And uh, this at the beginning of the season, we said, you know what, we're gonna do something special this season, we are going to actually send a uh, an actual real life physical print of some custom artwork that you yourself have done inspired by this season. And uh, that kind of came to us as this season was going along. Uh, we will be revealing what that artwork looks like at the end of this episode, which is coming up here very quickly. But first, man, we got a couple more emails to uh, to read i got one from craig bell what did craig have to say 
Well, Craig writes, hey guys, I was just listening to the to you guys talk about a possible twin for Nora, and my mind went running, pun intended. Uh, what if she created her own flashpoint by helping Barry, and it caused her brother not to exist, and that's why she needs their help? I love to hear your thoughts, and can't wait for next season. Uh, well, thanks, Craig. Yeah, interesting. So th- that's that's kind of something that I was that I was you know uh, uh, playing around there with. Uh, uh, you know, Nora and her twin as something happens to the twin, not sure what's going on, uh, but definitely going to be Joe and Nora or, uh, you know, something like that. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's the reason why she's back. I, that's one of the theories that I'm toying around with that I think is going on is that she did something or caused something bad to happen to her twin brother. And so she needs Barry's help, uh, to, to fix the problem. But I don't know. What, what, what do you think, Bo? Interesting. Interesting. Uh, yeah. I, uh, so, so are we thinking this is flashpoint like? Are we thinking like like her actually having a flashpoint? She goes back in time and alters something, and then accidentally causes a new timeline. Yeah, yeah, I, I could see, I could see that. I think, I think definitely one thing to be sure is that she will have done to the timeline what Barry Allen has done to the timeline in some form or fashion. <laughs> um, will it be as far reaching as flashpoint? I, I don't think so, but I think that there will be similarities. That that would be yeah. that'd be my guess. Um, yeah, I don't think it's going to be like far reaching like Flashpoint, but there's you know consequences to what she did going back in time. Absolutely, we got Ross uh, tweeting in saying, "Hey, just listen to the season finale podcast from last week. You guys didn't mention anything about what Cecile said to Caitlin. Uh, something about finding Thomas. Is he someone we should know? I think she was reading Killer Frost's mind, and Thomas could be Caitlin's dad. Thoughts, Ross? I agree with you one hundred and twenty thousand percent. It was such a very quick blink and you miss it moment, and with everything else that happened in the season, on. Unfortunately, yeah, you're, you're, we didn't have enough time to go into it last episode, but yeah, no, I I think that it has something to do with her dad. So is that uh, is there any uh, comic book canon for that where her dad's name is Thomas? Not to my knowledge, but Thomas is a very popular comic book dad name. Yeah, and um, you know, obviously, we saw that incident with her dad before. I'd say that's the safe money. I'd say that's the safe money to guess that's that's her dad. I'd also say it's the safe money to say that, you know, that Cecile was actually channeling Killer Frost, not necessarily Caitlin. Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah. So Shannon also tweets in and says, blah, I didn't register for Skype. Just wanted you guys to know how awesome uh, the, we are. Awesome. Thanks so much. And I can't wait for season five, uh, the live tweets and the podcast. Thank you so much, Shannon. We really, really, really appreciate that. Uh, Bell, you also, we got one last email, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, from Curtis. And Curtis writes, wow, I just mean wow. I've never been so excited going into a season finale. And now afterwards, I have so many questions. First, who is Jenna West uh, in the comics and in the show? What's her future? Does it tie in with Dawn? Uh, speaking of Dawn, I can't believe we have just uh, we've been waiting all season just for her to say this house is bitching, but it was well worth the wait. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait till next season to see how Dawn plays a part in it. Uh, I just wish we resumed next week. Also, what was that between Cecile and Caitlin? I'm going to go ahead and make a speedster speculation for next season. I think that Caitlin was experimented on by her mother in an effort to save her father from his illness. That Caitlin has always had her powers, and this is why they went dormant until the particle explosion. Uh, it's a little dark uh, in a way, but I can see how the writers could use this and set it up. Great podcast as always. I can't wait to hear this one. Uh, yeah. 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 What if the mom did experiment as a sort of like, you know, cryogenic sort of thing to save the dad, like put him on ice or the ice powers could help with the, did he say he had ALS? I think it was. Yeah. That, that something, something like that. I, I, I gotta tell you, I actually really dig that theory because that is dark and we need and her mom is evil. too. She like she's is. A, yeah. That their whole dynamic. I mean, it was like, you know, 
they really didn't do a lot with it, but it was really, they had a really good chemistry in the sense that they had a really bad chemistry. Right, right. I, I would love to see a little bit more of return to that relationship. And if that's the case, it would kind of add to the sharpness of them, you know, of, of kind of her almost kind of traumatic reactions around her mom. You know, this idea that she has kind of these suppressed memories that she was abused as a child. I obviously don't wish that upon anybody except for the fact that we're supposed to, we're supposed to have a supervillain here. Like, like giving her that kind of dark background would actually build up further, hopefully to killer frost, you know, AKA villain number one. Yeah. And it would make sense as to why killer frost is so different from Caitlin is that killer frost is this experiment and, you know, was experimented on and tortured and, you know, all this trauma and stuff like that. So you could see where that uh, evil persona would come from. I like it. Yeah, I, I like it. Sure. And, and, you know, and I, I don't like it, but I like it. Like, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> it's always it's always it's always rough to kind of like wish ill will on any particular character, except for the fact that, you know, I mean, she's she's got to be she's got to be a villain. We, we can't have Killer Frost homegirl anymore. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh, Killer Frost. We love Killer Frost. KF. You know, got a got a frosty beverage at the coffee shop named after her. We got inside jokes with her. Like, no, that's not. Yeah, why can't she be one of those villains you love to hate? You know, like, oh, she's so good that she like she's so bad that she's good. Like, she's she's a good villain. You know, like that's it's one of those things. Like, 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 uh, like Eobard. Eobard was a great villain in season one. Let's turn Caitlyn into one of those. I would love that. I would love that a little bit, a little bit more depth and then also maybe kind of combined the two personalities as opposed to kind of splitting them up. But if that would be, if I had a wish list, that would be near the top of it for uh, next or future seasons of the flash. But man, we've got some great things on the horizon. They've, they've definitely queued up some amazing things for these characters. You know, yes, this was a divisive esque season. Yes. This could be arguably the last Jedi of uh, the, the flash series thus far, uh, is that a bad thing? Not necessarily. Uh, it, it might not be great, but at the same time, it's not necessarily bad either. There've been some amazing episodes and I, for, for my money bell, like having people on the show, talking about some of these emails, uh, reading off some of these tweets, comments, and otherwise have reminded me about, you know, episodes that were so good. And it's been, you know, so many weeks since they came out that I almost kind of forget like, Oh yeah, the greatest crossover episode of the series, like, you know, flash time as a concept flash time yeah. the episode like that, that was amazing. And that happened this season. Uh, you know, the, the buildup of who we finally got the reveal of Nora Allen, that that's amazing. The storyline has the potential to be huge. I'm thinking that season five is very well set up, especially if they kind of learn from this season moving forward to be a really awesome and amazing season, uh, possibly something beyond what we could even possibly imagine. That's where my hopes are for season five. But overall, man, as we kind of get, get near the end here, what are your hopes for season five overall? Well, I want to see a, uh, I mean, I don't know. One of my biggest hopes is really unattainable and that, uh, 23 episodes is a lot of time and it's a lot of episodes. And so, you know, you're, you're going to have filler. You're going to have all these different things. Like I think it'd be really neat if, if you know it i don't know if if they could make it so that the filler doesn't seem so fillery like you know do do a couple like vignettes uh, not not vignettes uh uh yeah like 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 you know sub stories or whatever have like you know a three episode arc or a you know a two episode arc or like a bunch of different stories that all kind of plug into the main story so that you know when you have a filler episode you're not like ah oh, this week's a filler you're like oh i wonder what mini story they're going to tell this week 
Uh, and I, I think there's a lot of opportunities there to play with the characters when you do stuff like that. So you could do like a Cisco episode where it's like, what's what's Cisco doing or what's Caitlin doing? Or, you know, just just instead of like filling time with certain things, give the characters that have had less screen time and less development more screen time and, you know, these little fun short kind of ways. I think I think that would be something neat. And uh, I'm excited to see what they're going to do with Nora. I think that's going to be interesting. Uh, you know, we have no idea who the villain's going to be, but I, I think a speedster would be would be neat. Uh, maybe a Neobard, who knows? Um, but yeah, you know, it's it's I wasn't you know blown away by this season, but I wasn't disappointed by this season either. And and uh, you know, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of ways they can go. There's a lot of ways they can take it. And you know, I'm just hoping for the best. But honestly, really, I would just love to see more uh, emphasis on some of the other characters that have been kind of pushed to the side. Uh, through some kind of, you know, neat storytelling, either it be small sub stories or whatever. Uh, but, you know, and, and and make the overarching story plug into those uh, or those plug into the overarching story in some way. Uh, that way it, it doesn't feel like there's episodes in a season that you don't have to watch. You know, uh, it, it kind of feels a little bit more like. Oh, this is this is a neat little Cisco arc, or this is a neat little Harry arc, or this is a neat uh, Iris arc. That would be neat, right? Having some Iris, <laughs> like, like go in there and, and and actually like you know I don't know have some stuff to do. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. That's just my opinion, and uh, that's kind of what I think would be neat to see next season. All right, man. Well, I'm 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 optimistic. I think there's a lot of great things to look forward to. One of the things that you can look forward to if you've been a patron uh, patron of Flash TV Talk this last past season is a custom print, which we can now finally unleash upon the world. In fact, if you go to uh, twitter.com slash flash TV talk right now, you will see this amazing Rick and Morty esque mashup of <laughs> Harry and Cisco. Uh, man, Bell, you have outdone yourself with this one. This is really awesome. Uh, we will actually have uh, links to this art that'll be going out first to our Patreon uh, patrons and then as well to Facebook and Twitter. For those of you who want to possibly use this as a, uh, you know, as a, as a wallpaper for your phone or, you know, whatever your mobile device yeah. of choice are. But we'll also have custom prints actually being mailed out to those of you who have been patrons this last past season. This is kind of a tradition that we want to start going forward. So if you are a patron, uh, each season that you are a patron, you'll be able to get a custom print uh, kind of that comes to us that's inspired from uh, maybe inside jokes from around the season and, and that sort of thing. So we hope you enjoyed this one. And again, shout out to those of you who are patrons at patreon.com slash TV talk. If you would like to help support the show, head over there, become a patron for next season. Uh, you only, you know, we don't, we don't do the monthly thing. This is all based on content. So you only pay when you actually get an episode uh, and specifically episodes like this one that are dedicated to the show. Now, over the hiatus, we are still hosting the panel to screen podcast. And in fact, those episodes are going to continue to come out on the Flash TV Talk feed. If, if you're a patron, don't worry, you're not being charged for those or anything. It's just kind of a place for us to put the page, uh, panel to screen reviews while we get some stuff so sorted on the back end. But for those of you who are into that kind of thing, that means some additional content for you coming on the Flash TV Talk feed. Uh, we got Deadpool 2 coming up. We got a solo review coming up. We got some great, great things happening in the uh, superhero movie review world. So we'd love for you to join us for those episodes. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, really looking forward to it. You can also keep up with us throughout the uh, the hiatus as well on social media. I'm at the real Bo York. 
And I am at Ring That Bell. Also, and I'm going to just kind of throw this out here. Look, I've been playing this video game called Sea of Thieves nonstop since it came out. If you happen to be on Sea of Thieves and you want to, like, join up, let me know, because our crew actually needs a uh, an extra person right now. So we uh, consider this kind of a quick recruitment for if you're interested in, in being on that pirate game and joining us. Uh, you know, if it's not your cup of tea, that's fine. Some people don't like that game. Uh, we have absolutely been loving it. So I uh, would love for you to, uh, yeah, join join the crew. Hit me up on Twitter and, and we'll get you we'll get you set up there. Uh, yes. Also, you can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash flash TV talk. You can email us at flash at podestery.com. That's P-O-D-A-S-T-E-R-Y dot com. It's going to be a fun hiatus, ladies and gentlemen. It's it's going to be a blast. I'll be in uh, uh, in and around the DragonCon area for Starkville Expo, Stark Expo. Uh, you know, more more details on that through Facebook and Twitter. Love for y'all to come out and join us. Should be a blast. And uh, yeah, I think that's going to do it for us for this week. But don't worry. It, the, the time's going to go by. It's going to happen really flash. In fact, you could even say we'll be back in a flash. <laughs> <laughs>